We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instinct Heart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Uh, love, I love the soft intros because Ben has like the power of God. He can, he can make us look really bad or good depending on what he wants to leave in the pod. Uh, no illegal activities being talked about, you know, so you're good, <laughs> Sam. You are ready. MT's clean. MT's always clean. It's just us two. Hey, thanks for joining, though. Uh, but I was really asking how are you doing, though. You, you know, you, you're not tweeting much. You're not writing. Much. I'm like, damn, Marcus, where you? Bro, what? Are you Tim Kawakami over here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you're Tim right. Kawakami's son, you know? Jeez. Tim Kawakami's son. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, my, uh, just so you know, my story count is on par with pre, pre-quarantine measurements. And I've been off Twitter for a while. I'm not a fan of Twitter. But the fact is, like, I'm home with my wife and daughter all day, every day. So, like... It's just not. I mean, I I read Twitter, but I'm not. I'm not about to sacrifice time with them and work to do so I can argue with people on Twitter. It just, it's just you're not ready to engage in the millionth LeBron versus Jordan debate. 
<laughs> when the Ethan book came out, I was like, yeah, I'm not having this conversation again. I'll have that y'all in a few weeks when this is over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So actually, well, um, some... yeah, I yep. wanted to uh, ask you about – so there's there was a few things in uh, – what are we calling this? The third the third Sunday in a row of The Last Dance, uh, episode five and six. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of good stuff in this one, but there's one thing that I feel like you and uh, Ethan, I guess, also – would be uniquely qualified to talk about, which was uh, the Jordan rules and Sam Smith and how they were talking about, you know, it was Horace Grant or no, it was more people. So, I mean, you've, you've written books and obviously you've written about, you know, five billion articles. Do you buy that it was just one player or one nope. thing that was a source? Nope. No, no, nope. there's no way. And Sam Smith is, as legendary of a reporter as it gets, he's not he's not doing that on one source. There's okay. no way. And to be quite honest, like I don't know that many media members who would write a book on one source like that. Like most of us, right. especially if it's being read and being consumed, is usually like you're hearing it from multiple places and you may get it officially from one place you may get the confirmation from one place right the bar especially back then just felt like it was higher i mean what was he gonna do he wasn't racing the Woj on twitter you know what i'm saying like <laughs> right. it wasn't like <laughs> like he it was like it's, it's sam smith dude you know what i'm saying like you don't you just don't get you so, don't get to be that on one source i just i just don't buy it so i think that's the part that you know obviously you're someone who's qualified to talk about this and i feel like our people listen to our podcast and just us in general don't know about that. It's like how many people were probably telling him various versions of the stories of Jordan he ended up writing about or stuff he observed. Oh yeah. It's a whole lot of stuff. And a lot of this stuff you hear all the time, right? You hear it. And you, there are some, there's many times where you hear it one time, you hear it a second time, you hear it a third time. And then it's like, there must be something there. And now you go find it from somebody where you feel like, okay, this is official. This is legitimate. And, you know, now it's like, okay, I can go with this because not only have I constantly heard it, but now there's somebody who I know would know and I believe them saying they know it. So it's very rarely does it happen where you hear something and then you just write it. Right. Like people who do that are chasing you can like hear someone tweet they're it. Gonna, they're going to get burned. Yeah, exactly. That's right, right. why would exactly. you do that? Why would you just exactly. tweet it? Write an article, like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't like the first when you write it. It's usually because it's it's just something that you can't escape in a sense, right? Like I've heard this and you've heard this because if you write it the first time and it's wrong, you're done, right? So if you right. hear it the first time and it's worth writing, any reporter worth his or her weight in, in salts would at least make another call. And I, I think it's, it's it's like watching this. I was like, okay, here comes the pile on the media session, right? Like I got it. And you know, media definitely could be ridiculous, right? Definitely could be wild and crazy. And I thought it was interesting watching the, the first guy to go through that in sports, right? Like it's, it's, it's probably commonplace now what we see George go through, but he was the first. So he, he, he wore it a little differently, but 
a lot of the uh, most most media members are professional they're trying to do their job and the real culprit is not the messenger it's the person behind the scenes talking <laughs> you just don't know who it is it's like y'all mad at you mad at sam smith be mad at Phil Jackson, Krause and Phil Jackson, <laughs> and, and Michael Jordan. Be mad at yourself that you ain't good enough to have your locker room under control. You know what I'm saying? Be mad at Phil Jackson for not keep nipping this in the bud and making sure people handle their problems properly. Isn't the isn't the rumor that Phil was the main source? Yes. Also, yeah. I, is that even a rumor? I think you might have confirmed it. <laughs> I mean, I, he he confirmed yeah, something with regards fair. to uh, what's his name, Johnny Bach the assistant coach, like he essentially yeah. threw him under the bus. It was but, not. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the part that he's confirmed that. Uh, wow, man. Steam, but that, that, there was some 20 uh, inch wheels. He ran over Bach with. Yeah. And, and then later, and then later it was like, yeah, that was me. But I mean, the truth is that's who it is. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's who it is. It's the people who have something to say, the people who want to talk, it's their envy. It's their jealousy. It's their issues or whatever. Phil would Phil would probably say, it, without that book, they wouldn't have three peated. It wouldn't. They wouldn't have had the motivation. Which probably makes it a win, right? <laughs> right. Which probably. I mean, I got Jordan rules on the shelf. So, and you know, here's the other crazy part. Like the part that that I kind of don't get, and it it, it really kind of confuses me about today's athletes, right? We're watching a, a, an era from 20 years ago, and really more than 20 years ago, right? When you start thinking about this kind of started in 84, we're covering in the early 90s, so it's right. probably more like 30 years ago. And we're talking about this, right? And, and there's stories to be told. Like, do you really think we only going to document the nice stuff? Do you really think in the grand scheme of it all, when we tell the story of whatever happens, it's only going to be the positive stuff, the fluffy stuff? Because if that's the case, you will not be remembered. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear. In 20 years, when we talk about the Warriors, the reason it will be juicy is because it was real. And and the fact that it was real, we know that because it's got some stuff that's a little uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like when you talk about my life and you start interviewing my wife and the people who know me, yeah, it's gonna get, it's gonna be some parts on there that's gonna be like, yeah, honey, did you have to say that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Did you have to put that out there? But you know, if we tell in a real story, then that's what you're gonna tell. And this is the the reason people are doing this is because you matter. And this is what you wanted all along. There's no juicy stories coming out of the Hawks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you matter. And when you get to the point where you matter, like, I get it. And, you know, like, we definitely, as a media group, should be far more careful about what we say and the impact it has. We definitely forget that these are people. So I'm not saying don't write the stuff, don't say the stuff, but... There's this there's this social media era element where you're saying this stuff knowing you ain't never gonna see him in the face, you know, look him in the eye. So if you put it out there, just put it out there as if someday I'm gonna have to walk past this person and I'm gonna have to look you in the face. It's one of the lessons, you know, I learned from Tim Kawakami. Like you write something that somebody won't like, you need to you need to show up. You need to be there and look him in the face. And like if you're willing to do that, okay. And we kind of sometimes a lot of times we operate as if we're never going to see this person again. We can right. kind of say what we want and they got to live with it, but they are humans. But
but their idea of only telling this Pollyannish version of the story is counterproductive to what they really want. It's to be legends. <laughs> That's what they want. They want people to remember them forever. And you don't do that with Disney stories. Well, I mean, and a lot of that's also just like power play too. Like they, you know, athlete in 2020 has far more power than even Jordan probably had in his heyday, right? That's the big one that we've noticed. Yeah, Jordan didn't play the... And everyone, you're going to always want to push the... You're always going to want to push the line to like get more power and control. I feel like that's more of just a human nature type of thing. Well, yeah. LeBron changed it all. We talked about it. We we begrudgingly gave LeBron all the credit for that and what he's done in the past. But all decade. LeBron did was kind of push. I mean, not all he did. That makes sense. I mean, it was a lot. Like, but it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of ruined the league. But yeah, he took what Jordan did in terms of player control and power and like just moved the line along, pushed it forward. Well, look, the problem is, uh, and you know what? I mean, it's. I'm not saying I would be different in their shoes. Right. Right. If if 20 million people wanted to know about me. I probably would curate what I want out there too. But as as they start taking over, you know, as they seize control of their story, they probably should, this is my advice to all you storytellers in the professional ranks. Uh, Nobody believes Pollyanna. You gotta be willing to at least put a little dirt on it. You got to be willing to be a little honest. And that's why they go to media. That's why people go to media because they know it's not going to be this super bleachy, perfect rendition. And as any people who's told a good lie before, you know, the best way you can tell a good lie is put a little truth in it, right? So <laughs> right. Throw, a little, <laughs> throw a little truth in that thing. You know what I'm saying? Ha, ha, tell, tell, be willing to talk about when you failed, right? Be willing to talk about when you messed up in there. So, you know, because that's what, like the, the the you know the idea the ideology of media is that we're telling this objective story and we're not like objectivity is not even possible but we're trying to tear a, a fair and balanced story so if you know we even learned this in j school if you got the story that's all positive you want to at least mention the other side acknowledge the other side so like they're they're trying to take this story and make it all positive and that's what jordan was struggling with like for so long, the story about him had only been positive, but he knew he wasn't only positive. Like, did he really think he was going to run amok, running over teammates, talking crazy, and then nobody ever say nothing? Like, that's just not even real. A lot of snitching yeah, from MJ. You know what I think last, is these last episodes. I was going to say, you fan. know what I think is also funny. He he's. It appears he spent so much time and energy and stressed himself out curating all this stuff. And I don't know that any of it mattered because end of the day, he was, I mean, one, he just, he never lost when it mattered. And then two, he was like, I mean, he just one of the most enjoyable players to watch just like aesthetically. So like, I don't think people liked him because they thought he was squeaky clean. I think they liked him because he was. That's what they missed. And some of this is a little bit racially there's some racial dynamics okay. into this too, because when you get to that level of Jordan, to get to that level anyway, you have to be squeaky clean, right? If, okay. If there's any reason for this is kind of what know, Obama was kind of yeah, alluding if to. If there's any reason to make sure to not make sure you get rich, if there's any reason to say you're unworthy of this status, it will be used against you. And Michael Jordan 
came up on that, right? Like he he cut his teeth in the marketing, you know, branding game on this idea that if you are black, you have to be pristine. Uh, but the the odd part was he he wasn't really acting pristine behind the scenes, and I think he got so big that he felt like it didn't matter. And eventually it came. But the big part he misses, like we're watching this now, twenty minutes later, nobody thinks it's bad that he gambled. It's like right. the, the truth is throughout human history of storytelling, people like textured people. Like that's the lasting element. Like that Pollyanna stuff don't last forever, right? Like ask Steph Curry. Like eventually, I was just I was just yeah. gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was point, just gonna people say. People prefer you being real as opposed yeah. as opposed to this perfectly manicured concoction. So Jordan actually benefited from the stories getting out. In the long run, he took the hit at first, and it might have been uncomfortable, but he's legend now because we look at the fact that he was firing on teammates as part of his lore. <laughs> the fact that he could stay up all night playing cards, right? Yeah, and it's, doing that, and then go that stuff's, like, that yeah. stuff's ten times cooler if you win the next yes, day. Yes, absolutely, right. So if, it's if like, you win, but but what if do we look at it two decades? Is from now about the NBA today. Do we think like all the stuff that happens today, uh, in terms of like not playing, not wanting to play, resting, uh, all that type of stuff, where kind of the coaches don't really matter anymore, at least compared to what it looked like back then? Like, is all that going to be looked upon like it's like a cool thing for all these players? I don't, I don't know. It might have been like that for MJ. I don't know if it's going to be like that for players today. I hope we get to the point where if you win, stops mattering so much, and when they get older when the players get older, they understand this. Like it's really about the, 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 the telling of the story. Kobe had this right. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the destination as corny as it is. Like we're watching tonight and I'm thinking, where is this Charles Barkley documentary? Barkley didn't win a title, but can you imagine his journey? Like, I want to see that. Throwing guys not- through bar windows. Yes. And, yes. I mean, he's, he's infinitely more important. interesting. Yeah. No question. You can't tell me that you don't want to hear about Barkley and you can't respect how great he was because he didn't win a championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, I get it. You're in the moment. All that stuff matters. But in t- when they're 20 years removed from playing, they just celebrate each other. And the fact that they did it and nobody, I mean, you care, but care to the point of his bragging rights with each other. So if you just embrace the storyline of that, the fact you get to play NBA, like I think that was one of the reasons Steph was a little bit kind of like taken aback by, you know, the 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 people who were coming for him because I think in his mind he was like, "Yo, we all NBA players. This is like a fraternity. This is hella cool." And then all of a sudden people hate him. <laughs> it's like, hold on, bro. But. He was right. In 20 years, they won't feel that way. In 20 years, it'll be like, man, we did this amazing thing together. And we get to tell about it. But it's only amazing because it is a full, contextual, actual story with highs and lows and emotions and feelings and struggles and everything and all that. That's why it matters. How do you – because I'm confused. This is the scenario I want to – like, I'm confused how they get Giannis and Katie in the same room 20 years from now to tell that warrior story. Like, I, it's going to be tough to have both guys there, you know, one to one for one, one side of the dynasty, the other one on the other side of the dynasty. Yeah, you got to – you just got to wait till they get gray in the beard. Then it's going to be like, all right. Uh-huh. They'll uh-huh. make so much money, though, so it'll be easy to tell. You feel me? <laughs> the, hard, the hard part is going to be, like, getting Wiggins and Harrison Barnes. <laughs> you know, the people who missed the dynasties because they got traded 
for the dudes who made the dynasty. That's gonna be the they'll be happy. They got two hundred million in their playing yeah, days. Nah, be happy. they won't be happy. Be they won't be happy. Money can't money can't fix that. Yeah, can't like, man, that. they gave they no. gave up on me. Nah, that's too funny. <laughs> Um, we'll get to That's warrior stuff. I think, about, right? Wiggins. Yeah, I mean, any anybody. Sam's even throwing clay in there now. Sam's like, fuck it, just give him, give him clay, give him. Whoa, some whoa my computer whoa, crashes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And there we go. The documentary now. <laughs> no, no, it was. A, yeah, it was, a, it was we, we, we fast forwarded to a time where Giannis and KD are reminiscent about their respective warrior dynasties. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Two decades. We'll, we'll we'll get there. I'm curious. Um. We've got because we kind of want to go through the talk a little bit and the shoe stuff. Well, the Kobe stuff, the Kobe stuff a little bit. No, no, let's talk. We got to talk this shoe business. Shoe stuff. Okay. Y'all need to respect game. (laughs) Hip hop made this. I don't care what y'all say. Hip hop made this. And that was me. It wasn't y'all hip hop. That was my hip hop. You know what I'm saying? That was 90s little black kids trying to get yours. We made this lit. You feel me? So let's get that straight. Off the bat, off rip, we made the culture. No disagreements. No disagreements, MT. Yeah. yeah. I just had, I just had to get that out. We we playing 90s tracks right now. You feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do think it's true. Game. Like, Marcus, you're we made Mike. You're a couple years older than me. Um I feel like when I started, like MJ was like the first like athlete god oh, marcus was i knew. start rapping there by the way you know i was and about like, to yo you feel me i was like yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I, I thought he was gonna drop another if track yeah beat. yeah wow wow I, i'm gonna let my daughter rap Ooh. now she's better than me yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> get sam beatboxing i was i was gonna say like by the time i was like aware of everything it was just already assumed this is like where culture comes from this is what's cool it was already like pre-made like jordan was already he was in the middle of like his moment and all this stuff. So I didn't really get to see the quote unquote rise and anything of everything to do with Nike and, and making the culture and everything like that. Yeah. Not nah, man. That was so, that time was so crazy because especially preceding it, uh, you know, like if you were trying to be like a celebrity, Okay. In many ways, you were corny. It was, I'm wearing the hammer pants. You know what I'm saying? Corny. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was, like, you if you could pull it off, then you could pull it off, but you had to be able to pull it off. Like, that was on you and not necessarily the thing. Like, I remember Kwame had everybody wearing polka dots and dyeing their hair. Bobby Brown had us with the, the Gumby fade with the steps in it. Like, so it was like, all right, everybody, somebody could pull that off, whatever. Jordan was the first dude that he brought the swag to you. It wasn't like you had to make it rock. Like, if you just had it on, no matter how trash he was, if you had on Jordan, you was lit. Like, off rip. And I couldn't pull off Kwame. I couldn't put a little dye in my hair. And, <laughs> right. And it was and it was lit. I was, they'd be like, you corny. I couldn't wear hammer pants. It was like, dude, what is you doing? You know what I'm saying? But Jordan, it don't matter who you were. It didn't matter what your social status was. Once you put on Jordans, you were like, A, you were now cool. B, you were basically considered rich. And C, you probably were going to get robbed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, just, that's just the way it was. So, you know, by the way, it was starter jackets, by the way. Shout out uh, starter jackets. Justin Timberlake's appearance on this documentary for no apparent reason to just throw in that he also <laughs> liked to buy Jordans. 
<laughs> I hope he has another like more illuminating interview later in it because otherwise I mean, he serves I, no purpose. I'm just gonna say that's one of the reasons why I, I went on my we created this type. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I you're not mean, a fan, not a fan of every Asian person wearing like Jordan. No, it's cool, but it's like. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, like rocket, but just respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, how old was Justin Timberlake there? I mean, he's he's like he's a, forty, like, right? Forty. Wow, so he, he is. So I remember in sync was my in that, no, he was in, like, so he was like thirty nine. Thirty nine. So he was like that's like Sam. That's like your age. Shut up. Uh, so like eighty eight, eighty nine. He was like seven, eight. Born eighty one. So yeah, yeah, you got it. I mean, so, was, he really so, out, was he really working summer job to buy yours at seven eight? <laughs> I mean, I'm just maybe, saying I was maybe, in these maybe streets, like son. maybe I'm in like ninety. I was out here. I'm just saying I was out here. That was my era. Maybe ninety six, ninety seven. Maybe he's talking about the elevens or the. Yeah, 12s. he talking about late. Yeah, yeah. He went, he wasn't out here for the ones. He wasn't out here. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the Mars Blackman fives was eighty nine. So I was at Claremont Middle School. Stop. Stop stop trying to hijack my culture. Y'all whole culture <laughs> is based on reliving my childhood. Well, Every that is to come out like stop jacking our culture. That by the way, that is it is NBA Twitter now, though. It is kind of the NBA Twitter thing. It's just it's just people, just people on social media trying to sound trying to sound like a certain type there. of people. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's mean, just that's just that's just I mean that's fine. Why? I'm saying that's cool. But just put, let's get somebody who was there in 89, not the dude who wasn't there in 89. But I get it. You know, I'm, I'm not hating on JT. He's been appropriating culture his whole life, so it's all good. <laughs> that was well done. That was well done. Um, MJ, sound with Adidas. I actually like Thoughts JT on that? I'm not a shoe guy, so I don't really care of anything about shoes. So you guys take this wherever you want. I don't Look, was Adidas so, you know, a big we, thing? I was, like, I was just matter? Having, nah, Adidas was nobody was a big thing, by the way. No sneakers mm-hmm. were not. As a matter of fact, if you was growing up black at that time, and I didn't know this was true until I went to college, but I know everybody I knew called them tennis shoes. No matter what kind of shoes, they was tennis shoes. Because <laughs> tennis players wore those shoes. So it's like, hey, I wanted to buy the shoes. Well, we ain't spending all that money on no tennis shoes. They're basketball mm-hmm. shoes. I don't care they tennis shoes, right? Tennis was the sneaker industry. That that's what you wore. I didn't even know this until I heard some dude in Atlanta talk about tennis shoes. I was like, oh y'all say that too? I thought it was just my family was dumb. But <laughs> so so there was no hot shoes in that sense. It wasn't like, yo, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get these and I'm if I get these, I'm gonna be cool. Like I remember wearing some uh Hammer had a British Knights deal. And I got some British Knights, you know, y'all know nothing about no BKs, but I got to Golden Gate Elementary School in my BKs and I knew I was going to get clowned, but hammer warm. So my grandmother thought she was doing me a solid, you know what I'm saying? She was like, oh, I'm going to get up some MC Hammer shoes. And I got roasted like the first week of school because I was <laughs> like, and they was, they was like referee shoes too. They was black and they was like hella shiny. And that's when you, when you <laughs> want to keep up your shoes, you had to put shoe polish on them. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, <laughs> it was like referee shoes. They was killing me in the fourth grade. <laughs> it's nice. But, you know. I, so, ah, damn. I, what shoe store? My shoe, only shoe store is I was playing in low tops. Like, I, my parents couldn't afford basketball shoes. So I was, like, trying to hoop. It was, like, sixth grade. It's, like, my first time. 
and yeah, I was wearing was some like, like low top shucks. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, and I, everybody's wearing nice shoes. So I was like, man, like I gotta wear these shits. I even remember what they were. They were like, I think was it like dunks? I don't it remember what it was. It wasn't but they were like shitty. player endorsements then. Like back then, you just had to have some yeah. case. Like everybody had some case with. Right, real tennis <laughs> shoes, right? Yeah. Uh Diodora was lit. Swiss. Wow. Nike Cortez. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't necessarily I'm wearing these shoes because this player is wearing them or this person is wearing. It was just like, all right, I, these shoes is dope. They're a little expensive, so we're gonna get them. It wasn't until Mike where it was like, All right, these these are George, we're gonna rock them. Uh I remember getting robbed at the Coliseum Bar Station uh for George and a and a starter. And my starter jacket. And the worst part of that wasn't even the George or the starter jacket, but I was playing for the Oakland Running Rebels and we were selling crab dinners to pay for a trip to LA. And my crab dinner money from the tickets, I, from the dinners I sold was in Jesus. my starter jacket. <laughs> so $75 worth of crab feed tickets. So they, they made, me, made us take off our jackets and our shoes. And I was like, and I was like, but can I get? How old were you? Like you did? How old were you? Like you this didn't? This was this was ninety. So I'm I was like 12, 13. No, I was twelve. Yeah, okay. we yeah, were playing okay. twelve and under. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a grown man with a knife. So, you know, we were always told like, don't ever resist, dude. Right. But I was like, man, he got it. a knife. You though. thought about it. Like, I was like. He just looked like he couldn't catch us. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> like, nah, nah. <laughs> but we He's just like, like I'm good, bro. See, I grew up in the sunset. I I didn't own anything, but there was nothing to steal from me, though. You could have my <laughs> man, that's fi- five dollar. Whoever got that Spurs starter, that starter was done, yo. It was <laughs> on his last leg anyway. Like it was done. It was like a big <laughs> hole under the what you call it. It stank. You know, you play a hoop in it, then you put the jacket on as you walked around Oakland to trap it in the stank. Like that. Day. <laughs> you wear you wore shorts under your pants. You seem every like day. I was a shorts under every my day. pants. Guy. Yeah, every just, day I did that all the way in college. Yeah. When I when I first all the way to co- the worst, oh, college, see that's too much. In college, you're, you're hoop after and hoop after. Uh, you know, one of my favorite NBA moments when I first got to the league when I saw Speedy Claxton put on his jeans over his hoop shorts. Yeah, I was like, oh, let's go. Speedy <laughs> is my. He was like, yeah. I was like, bro, please tell me. You wear your hoop shorts on your jeans all the time. And he's in the NBA and he got on his hoop shorts, not the Warrior shorts, but he put on, like he takes a shower, gets like a new, like new ones. Put right? on, yeah, and puts on hoop shorts under his jeans. I was like, <laughs> Speedy is my guy. I feel like Monte probably did that too, though. I feel like, I'm, definitely oh, man, Monte. come on, right? That is Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> That's before when I started. Uh, before when I started covering the. Hey, real quick, real quick. Let me do a couple of ad reads before we keep going on the uh, the Jordan dot. So we got two. First one, bet online. So no NBA, no NHL, no MOB. So you might think there's nothing to bet on. You'd be wrong. So bet online. That's our Michael Jordan agrees. There's always something to bet on. <laughs> oh yes. We'll, we'll go on that next. So our exclusive partners actually signed up for Q2. Um, bet online has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. Online casino. Poker and Blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you um, without the pool parties. Missing the NFL, no problem. BetOnline also has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. Um, and you can bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol. Stock prices, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is open 24 hours a day. All online, promo code BLUEWIRE. Join today, receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Now, the second one, brand new. 
brand new. This is Sam's favorite. He's been begging for this for months. Just a, a very big deal to Sam. It's, you know, quarantine time, a lot of anxiety. Blue Chew. So you guys looking to last longer, go a few extra rounds. Go to bluechew.com. Bluechew.com. A little, little heightened anxiety when you don't see your, your special someone for months. You want to leave that right memory with them. I like that. See, Sam's a smart man. I told you he's been asking for this one. Bluechew.com, first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, right, Sam? You just know they work. Since they're chewable, they work faster. Take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Uh, Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Bluechew's online physician, free cost. Once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. So here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first order free when you type in promo code BLUEWIRE. $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, we're back. No uh, no thoughts on the BlueChew ad, huh, MT? Nothing nothing there. I'm sorry. I had to go handle something real quick. Once you say <laughs> ad read, I was out. No, no, it's, no, uh, it's, it's for the better. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, so don't worry about it. You're better off for it. Dream Team and Tony Kukoc. Kukoc? What, what is it's what is Kukoc. Uh, he seems like a nice guy, by the way. It's hilarious. That it is Kukoc, right? Years later, they can't even pronounce his name. Yeah, it's Kukoc. That's pretty funny. That's I felt bad for him. Like they, they're fucking up his name. And he's like a good basketball player. I'm looking up his numbers while the doc is going. I'm like, the dude was legit. He is not a scrub. It's just this Jerry Krause thing is probably the best part of the doc. I'm just like, that's I, I get the part. feeling Phil made up like Kraus. <laughs> Kraus definitely had his down points and tore down the, the but uh, Phil had an easy, easy work. Like, yeah, just giving him Krause, a, Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, oh, man, they're not Krause practicing said, hard enough. Yes. said <laughs> you gone, Scotty. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know what he said. All I heard was Scotty's gone. We got Kukoc. I can see Phil doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Kraus Kraus said we'd have won five more games last year if Kukoc was the small forward. Some some stuff like that. <laughs> some like yeah, unbelievable. You know, I remember I remember not liking Kukoc because of that. <laughs> I remember thinking Man, this dude can't play. It's it's amazing too how much following NBA players shaped our psyche about international players. Like we didn't right. think they could play either. <laughs> Like, well, I compared it. I compared them to. I compared it to to LeBron and Wade. Too. I was just watching the Heat and the and the Mavs. I was comparing it to to Dirk a little bit too, where they just where they're making fun of the guy and just Dirk was labeled soft. You know, he choked that one eight to the Warriors, um, and then LeBron and Wade kind of went out of their way to kind of make fun of him, and they kind of had that series, and then they choked it away. So it kind of felt like that. I mean, obviously Dirk's much better than Coach, but I mean, yes. it also shows how much <laughs> he was playing paying attention to history, right? Because if you can put it in your mind at all that somebody from Croatia is soft, like that just shows you wasn't paying attention to history class, right? Like, mm. I mean, look, the streets was tough. I grew up in East Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Like the murder rate was insane. We weren't in, <laughs> you know, we weren't in the a former civil- Yugoslavia. You know what I'm saying? Like a civil <laughs> war, like bombs dropping outside your door. I remember we were at the finals in Cleveland and my wife was a, uh, with me and we were on the elevator at the renaissance in cleveland and this dude gets on the elevator looking like an extra in die hard i mean he's got the boots like he's got like and i'm giving my i'm looking at my wife and then you know he gets off the elevator he doesn't say a word it's like his face never moves 
I mean, he uh, he gets off. I was like, man, we were just on the elevator with an assassin. She was like, you noticed it too? I was like, oh yeah, that dude like he could just kill a bunch of people. And I was like, I bet you he here to see Zaza. So I go, <laughs> <laughs> so I go to I go to uh, actually I'm sorry, it was two dudes. It was two of them. I go to I go to practice and I'm like Zaza. Uh, I was in the Renaissance elevator and it was the scariest looking killer dudes. And uh, he was like. Ball head. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, My brother. Don't mess with that. He's like, don't mess. Then he gives me the story about how he has to, he has to talk to them and tell them, like, hey, people are gonna say stuff. They're gonna get crazy. Like, you need to chill. He's like, like, you, you know, not a very fun guy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah don't <laughs> just don't listen to these Americans, right? Like, because these dudes look like legit killers. Like, this is what they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's how they look. I was yeah. like, it was terrifying. And Zaza was like, yeah, you don't want to. Those guys, he just like, yeah, no. Nah. He couldn't, he wouldn't even say it. Those guys, nah, nah. No, nah. he's like, I have to give them a talk before they come to the game. I was like, yeah, so you run across some of these dudes, man. You think you're tough because you from Project X in, you know, some inner city here. You better watch out. You're dealing with a dude that fell on a grenade once to save his family. Yeah. yeah. That's uh that's uh, it reminds me of this one tournament. We played with this guy who's from Syria. And he got hit like an inadvertent elbow. And all of a sudden, his two brothers from the crowd just come pop out of nowhere on the basketball court. And I'm standing there like, holy shit. These guys are like 6'4". <laughs> um, That's a different level hard. Fobs are a different level. You know, they, they don't they don't play by the same rules. I mean, they play I by no not, rules, yeah. basically. Yeah, though. Though I took one look at him and I knew like, okay, this game's this game's at This game's done. That's it. That's it, it for at least the next Jordan half hour. Pippen, though, to... The pettiness of Jordan and Pippen is, Pippen is at an all-time high. Like, they, they are incredible. Like, the way they're going at Jerry Krause, like, <laughs> the way they're taking a little meaningless stuff and turning it into end-of-the-world levels of competitiveness. Like, that, really that mar- hard and by the way, this, would never, this yeah. would never happen today because there's not an owner in the NBA who wouldn't just fire Jerry Krause if they had Michael Jordan and he hated him. Out of all of the things that we've watched and all that I know, cause, uh, like the Bulls were, I was, I was on that bandwagon. So tough. Right. Uh, that is the most amazing thing out of all of this. Like that Jerry Krause did not get fired. Like, and I, I was like, Tim, yo, like, like you covered this, like explain this to me. And like, and he explained, he's like, Hey man, you know, Reinsdorf is a front office guy, you know, Krause covered for him, some stuff, whatever. And even he, you know, like he explained it like it was explainable, but it just still doesn't feel explainable. The fact that on one side you have Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, and on the other side you have Jerry Krause. Wrong or right even doesn't from, matter. Even from a business perspective, like yes. one side is just a cash cow. The other side, I mean, he was a good exec, to be fair, up until then. Like Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant weren't, no brainer picks. Jordan might have been, but you know, he knew how to build the team. It's just like, yeah, man. It's at least, at, at the very least, right? And we we saw this with the Warriors last year. There's there's efforts made to mend that fence. It feels like from what we we're, we're watching, and keep in mind, like West Coast fans, we didn't get a lot of this stuff, and I was a right. diehard, so a lot of this stuff, it's regional. I didn't know. Yeah, right. I didn't know about mm-hmm. like how the beef was i knew phil was out i think if i might have just thought they were just saying we're done 
Like I didn't know it was. That's like a- that's how I remember. I'm younger than you, so so I kind of just assumed it was. I wasn't paying attention, but that's kind of how I remembered it. It was just kind of. I assumed that they all kind of agreed. Yeah, that's like, like this right, was we've the done end. this. We can't beat us. I. It was just weird. I just remember it being weird that like we had to savor that last year because that was it, and just unbelievable to me that the choice was made to go through with it or at least not to say hey man y'all gotta figure this out but it was like the whole season it was like yeah whatever like the 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 lines are drawn and this is how it is and if jordan wants like he literally said that i mean if jordan can stay if he wants to but if he wants to go that's on him like who says that like should have been said that last year should have been kate yeah i was just about to like andy lou of the time who should have been somebody Get the fuck out of here, man. It's even no, um what if they said that to yeah. Steph? You you would like <laughs> oh, imagine if it's like, oh, look, we're oh. fine. Hey, low key if the if Steph the final to pull that card a little bit and it didn't work. Wait, who did? When yeah. when was this? Mark Jackson. When was he didn't this? say I was gonna leave, but he for the first time the first time Steph oh, yeah. spoke out about something was Mark Jackson. And they were like, Yeah, that's nice. We appreciate you talking and all that, but Ever ever yeah. since then, the front office has been like, all right, what are we going to do? I mean, that, or could you just imagine right. Bob Myers after winning a title? He's like, yeah, the players are great, but it's really it's about the organization. Yeah, right. That line was, ooh. Actually, oh, I, would yeah. love to, I would love to get Bob Myers' unfiltered thoughts on watching this because he's probably watching this being like, Looks like what if, what if Bob's like, what if Bob's over there getting inspired? Like, man, I can say this, I can actually say it. Maybe I should just say it. I'm tired of kissing the plate. None, none of this happens without me. That's what Bob's yeah, gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I would love Bob, that. I'm waiting, I would for, love I'm that. waiting for Bob's uh training day moment. You know, King Kong ain't got nothing. <laughs> ain't got shit. <laughs> I wait enough for Bob crying, enough fake crying. This. Yeah, enough. Uh, but okay, let's get to my favorite. I thought was the best part of the documentary so far across five episodes was the part about uh, about the the election, the Senate um, race, the Senate race, in the Senate race that that MJ didn't. I mean, it's a famous line, right? That Republicans. Uh, and then he there said was, that he kind of jokingly said it. Whether, yeah, there was question. Whether I was, he actually said it, but he confirmed it tonight. Yep. He said it was like a joke, right? Between like a bunch of people, not really in front of like a, so I didn't like really Man, know what it was. Tripping. He tripping. He tripping. He should have been like, I never said that. <laughs> that <laughs> I was, was surprised too, because that's always, that was always the way I mean, I Barack also basically too. backed him up on the dock though. Like I'm mean, not backed him up like Barack, but he kind of, he kind of was like, well, you know, I kind of wanted MJ to. Yeah. Barack fired a shot. That yeah, was I wanted to. Yeah, and then, but I mean, he got kind of backed off. Got a little like, political. Yeah, well, I was surprised he said he's... that. I was very surprised that Barack said that. But go ahead, sorry. No, nah, I just i i thought it was i thought it was cool that it was brought up. It just it to me it just feels like uh, for a lot of people that are watching this type of stuff, it's like you can't really relate what goes on today, how athletes act versus what happened then. Like it, like. If I were to put myself in MJ shoes for whatever reason, it's not an easy thing to come out here and then say like, you know, I want, I want to like vote no, for this guy not, or vote for that guy. That's not really a thing that was. It's not easy, and it wasn't done. But I remember sitting in history class, and our history teacher, which is amazing. Now that I think about it, we had a black history teacher. Uh, 
he was trying I to never had one. he was trying to convey to us like how important it was that Michael Jordan didn't speak out. And like you could t- like in hindsight thinking about it, he was he was hate. I mean, like, and we were like, whatever is Mike, we don't, nobody care about that. He dropped 40. Right. But he was trying <laughs> to tell us, like, no, like there's a responsibility, yada, yada. I remember his name was Mr. King. And it was like in hindsight, it's like, all right. And part of maybe because I went to a black college, but like it was just rewatching it again. It, it was hella disappointing. It was he- like it, when you think about how pioneering Mike was, like it was disappointing. I don't care about the comment. I'm not talking about the comment. I'm talking about the fact that he did not take a stand on anything. And his 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 supporters will say that he did a lot behind the scenes. And I believe that. That was a great part about seeing this. I didn't you have no idea how much time he spent with people before the game and after the game, make a wish kids and all that. Like right. we didn't we didn't know Michael Jordan was doing that. I was like, oh man. So every game he's meeting somebody, meeting some t- touching somebody, like so he like I'm I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but man, pe- what people gotta understand is at that time, I mean, you just didn't see black people get that big. You really didn't. I mean, it was Michael Jackson was it? Like in my, in my lifetime, you just didn't get that big. So the, the part that was hard to swallow about Mike is that he didn't win his money on the stock market. Like he wasn't a real estate tycoon. Like his success, his fame is directly tied to young black kids. Like direct, Nike does not pop without us. When I was saying that before, that's legit. It does not pop without the hood. He does not become this guy without young black kids making this thing cool. So for then to him to turn around and say, yeah, I got to get this money. It like, I get it, but I also get why it hurt. It's not, it's not any different than when it was Kareem and Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown and Bill Russell taking a stand and OJ like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not black. I'm OJ. <laughs> <laughs> like there's always a pressure on the black celebrity to make it, to be a representative because it's just not that many. It's not like, you know, uh, our, you know, it's not like white people who have right, contingency right. and agency in every area. You know what I'm saying? It's not like no, at every right. level they have contingency. They have somebody to represent. They have somebody. It's not like that. Like it's one dude. Like, you know, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. We don't know what's happening in the million dollar rooms. We're not represented. Nobody's speaking. Nobody so, said anything. One person makes it. And then he's like, yo, I like I get I get why that was important. And many like Michael Jordan was not the first person. As a matter of fact, he probably got off light based on the history of what the black community did to people who took that stance. Like people still ridicule Tiger Woods. It's like, I'm not really black. Yeah, I'm no stance. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, bro, you don't get yeah. to go, you don't get to make your fame off of your connection to us and then turn around and be like, all mm. lives matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like that's, and this is the Clark Atlanta in me. You know, this is like, I was at a black college and we talk about this and I'm like, yeah, Marcus Garvey. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get it. At the same time, if you're an athlete today, boy, you better be thankful because Michael Jordan was up on that cross, right? <laughs> boy, 
was he so, up on there? And there was nobody else there with it's him. Tough. So here, it's, it's here we are, tough. So here we are, 20, almost 30 years later. It, that Senate race was at 90 or 92. It was either way. It doesn't really 90. matter. Yeah, so 30 years later, and he has a chance to kind of spin it any way he wants in the interview. And he doesn't bother. So I I guess my my question for you is that. (laughs) Yeah, what'd you think of his what'd you think of his response there? Because he kind of just said, like, that's what I thought. Yeah. And if you don't agree with it, I'm sorry. I'm maybe I'm not maybe I'm not the, the guy for you to look up to. This is the that most was, fascinating woo. part about Jordan is that, that that's what I'm saying, man. People respect real far more than whatever you present to them. They right. respect real. And that dude did not, after 30 years of insight, decide to nope. be somebody else. He nope. stayed Michael Jordan. Nope. And you respect that. And fortunately, society has got to a point I mean, where there I'm, isn't only one Michael Jordan. So he doesn't have right. to assume the responsibility. Right. At the time, he was it. Like, he had to. <laughs> he would also just, right, like, now there's look. LeBron, there's Steph, right? Yeah. He'd also just, he'd look dishonest if he went up there and tried to create well, some illusion for why he did it, right? Because, yeah, he's well, had 30 years to do it again. Right. Like he's had 30 years to do more stuff to get more, and he, and he has it. And I, right. I respect that more to him, like, shifting gears for the sake of a documentary. Hmm. Like, like, hey, he had... The, the the audacity of Jordan is what made him incredible. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it didn't stop on the court. He's like, look, man, I'm a I'ma be me. I'ma stand by it. And it was kind of pioneering for a celebrity to do that. And you could see from tonight, it was a lot to take. It was a lot for him to take. But he did it and he and he held his guns. And in the end, over time, we respect it. You take the hit, but over time, it's like, hey, he held his guns. And because of him, largely, or just partially, the the floodgates have opened, and this this space, this right. space he existed, is now so open, where other athletes can choose to do it or not. But people have to understand, like when, when we're when we're when we're talking to kids, right, and we're trying to help children understand life, to digest concepts and ideologies and thought, whatever. The, the best way to teach is through sharing stuff that is familiar, right? So you talking to young black people, you you in order to make math make sense, how many teachers use Michael Jordan, right? In right. Order to, like there was, it wasn't like there was a bunch of other people, right? It was either you go do this math, are you not getting it? Okay, well, are you a Jordan fan, right? All right, what if Jordan had now, oh, now I get math. Right, yeah. like that's who he was, and now there's a million of them. But at the time, it wasn't that. So on one hand, it's like, yeah, Mike, do you like? We respect the fact that you held the ground and the fact that he paved the way. I'm gonna go ahead and say that was enough. That was enough of a contribution, right? At the yeah. time, it didn't feel like, like it. And the I athletes they just simply don't have the platform they do. Absolutely. He didn't pave the way. No question. No question. So I, I can, in hindsight, I will be able to say, Mike, you did enough. Like, if all you did was that, I could tip my cap to that, right? Uh, OJ didn't do enough, but... <laughs> but wow. Well, well, I mean... But my... Really so, don't want to be comparing anyone to OJ, but... Right? Like, I'm just, I'm just putting that out there because oh. I, the, I made the OJ comparison before. I want to make that clear separation here. But 
what Mike has done just as a pioneer, like just watching him walk out there and him expressing how he just got to stay in a room. Like the first is always harder for the first. It's always harder for the first. So he took it, man. Like he took it and made like at any moment, at any moment, he could have went out and slapped somebody. At any moment, he could have did a line off of the stripper's butt and got caught. Like at any moment, we saw Barkley, we saw Magic, we saw uh, Dennis Rotman. They all got caught up in something. Jordan did his best to maintain that pristine image so the next dude can get it. I don't know if he was trying to do it, but whatever case, he didn't blow his whole thing, right? He, he held it together enough to where he was still Michael Jordan. And maybe that was right. smart. Maybe he's like, I'm gonna stay out the public eye because <laughs> well, the longer I, I'm in this thing, it's, it might it might be risky. That's a, that's the other thing I was kind of talking with with uh, Andy about was uh, before this is it is kind of wild how famous he was and how reclusive he is now. Like he for someone who's yeah. the most famous athlete of my lifetime, it doesn't seem like he wants fame. I don't and know. You know what? We were talking about that. Like, I, I'm sorry. After hearing him, you know, he was sounding like he was saying a lot of things that KD says now, right? Right. It sounded, it sounded really akin. That's that's actually what I was thinking too. It's yeah. like there's the the second part of tonight's episode when they're kind of getting into the downside of fame for him, like how he doesn't, you know you're seeing him just like enjoy playing quarters with security guards because it's like the only time he can just like be normal and not be like 4 billion cameras. And like, that's why the way though, I feel like that's interesting because imagine him today, like in today's world, today's social media world, like today's fucking, I don't know if Sam, but that was an eye roll to today's media world, but that's at least that's my, that would be my reaction. To, just to how MJ today, would have to deal MJ with the today shit would that be looking today. at st- stuff people say about him on Twitter and Instagram, and God then just damn. use that in the game. <laughs> Who didn't somebody do that? Just, didn't John Morant do that? Like went off and balled and shouted out some random tweet dude who yeah. was like, "Yeah, he yeah. said I was lost." Yeah. Jordan, Jordan would totally. Yeah, it, it's tough. He clearly didn't like it, and here's what I respect about him: that dude got up out of there. <laughs> like he ain't one of them dudes who's like, "Yeah, I don't like fame." Hey, can you watch my show? Or can you? Right. Like, he's like, yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm y'all ain't gonna catch me because I didn't. Like, like he's this. the owner of a team, and honestly, yeah, like, like, it doesn't even. It's not even a thing. Like, nobody really cares. Yeah, he's not saying I don't you like. You see him. This. You see him and sitting courtside about it. Yeah, he he's not saying I only want the parts of this I like. He's saying, yeah, I don't like this. So if I got to give up the parts I like, that's cool because I'm out. Y'all ain't gonna catch me. Uh, and that's like again, I, I just feel like. If you just are real, like he's just saying, I don't like it. And you can't, it's tough to get Mike now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you can't get this dude. He, he sell, he sold so much stuff. I was thinking like Haynes, Gatorade, like he was on all of it. Like McDonald's here for a dude who didn't like this stuff. He sure was out there. (laughs) 
I mean, I mean, kind of going through we're through six episodes now, and I'm learning kind of a lot more about him. I think what kind of rings true for me is the dude really just does really only care about winning, and I think was a big one for that scene where I think part of him was probably like, yeah, I don't want to make it this political stance because like, what's gonna happen? We're gonna get a shit ton of questions and all this like quote unquote, you know what they call the NFL distractions. Like, yeah. I feel like part of him was probably like, I don't want to deal with that shit. Let's just go play basketball, win a title, which. You know, it's a little bit different from today, but it also is like, I mean, the guy also has six titles. So it's also like, well, if that's what he wanted and he got there and then and then like you're saying, he after that, he's not really doing anything to put himself in the limelight. It's that's kind of that's kind of I wonder if he had Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley's gall, would he be like, because it feels like Barkley had the mindset that Jordan had but didn't want to share. Like what happens if he says. Man, I don't care about no politics. Why why I talk about that, right? And Barkley said that stuff all the time, but could Jordan do it? I, I just don't know why he he was Jordan. He could have done it. He could have just said, like, nah, dude, I'm cool. I, I ain't interested in that. I only care about winning. Like I'm a, I'm a basketball player. And I don't know, I think people would have bought it. <laughs> I think they would have went with it. As if he, if he's a like the guy's a killer and a winner. Like if you, I feel like they almost buy anything that he does, right? If if you're able to yeah, win at that, exactly. Level. I think the problem you know, is just, he spent he spent so much time curating this super utopic picture of himself, and to uh, and look, there was no way for him to know. Like he hadn't been through that cycle. We hadn't seen it before, but now we know. Like that's it's only a matter of time <laughs> before the masses come for you, right? And it's almost like a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. If you don't go through the fire, you ain't really legit anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I just feel like maybe it's because he felt it slipping away and the stuff that didn't get out had gotten out and he didn't like the way that felt. But it just feels like if he says, yeah, so what? I was gambling in Atlantic City till midnight. Beat me then. <laughs> <laughs> right like why can't you beat me since i was out all night right like and we would have been like Jordan. yeah like, exactly like, it just adds to the legend dude. yeah i just feel like if he would have watched a little bit more black exploitation films and listened to hip-hop he'd have been more g <laughs> you um, say that about I steph mean, literally, i guess you say that about I, steph <laughs> i mean literally <laughs> them dudes were wearing hoop earrings and had the same mustache like they, oh. I mean, grown men were like literally like I think uh, who was it? Was it Bomani just tweeted it? The uh, the whole like Mike stuff would be corny except for grown men actually wanted to be like Mike. And then they show the shot of Ron Harper, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan on the training table, all in the same suits with the hoop <laughs> earring. And Scottie's got the, they all got the hoop earring. And Scottie's even got the same mustache. It's like, when does Scotty wear a mustache? I don't remember Scotty. Scotty, Scotty getting grabbed, by the way, by MJ when he was supposed to be doing an interview. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, God damn, dude. That's just another dude right. that's just telling you what this. It seemed a little. Yeah, like, Scotty like, really was the perfect on. number two there. Right. He just, yeah, like, like, come on, Scotty. Like, don't take that. Uh, yeah. He's very, MJ, he's very mean? happy in his situation. Um, so the episode kind of ended with, I mean, it's, we know what comes next. He retires um because it's history you know and how how many similarities are you seeing between because like they're they're painting a picture of him being i don't want to say unhappy but just kind of over it with the attention and the media scrutiny and 
kind of everything that comes to you when you win at that level and it's every year, the similarity between that and like the Warriors last year uh, before KD left. Cause that's where my mind was going with it. Obviously they ended differently, you know, that yeah. the bulls didn't have two key players blow out attendance, <laughs> but I, think, I, I felt like it was a, per, like I was thinking as I'm watching it, man, this is why they say, be careful what you wish for, because man, like it, it must be crazy. It, it, it must be crazy to experience that and to go through that. And the part that, really kind of like made me I, I got it and you get it but just seeing it again on tv was like yeah that's that's us he might have given his explanation i wasn't out that late i was back home by 12 30 i was with my family whatever who knows if it was true or not whatever but then every city he went to he had to like give the same answer and it's like how come I don't know why we don't do this either. I, I hear people asking questions in scrums, and it's like, dude, I just wrote that. Why you don't read my story and get the answer, right? <laughs> like, why do right. we ask the question when the answer has already been given? Like, it's already been given. Is it to try to hope you say something different this time? Okay, well, how about check the last three cities? If you gave the same answer three times, it's probably going to be the same the fourth time. But that lack of... uh perspective right when he comes to a city like this is my chance to ask him the question and i have to put on my face for my bosses and i gotta look like i'm the legit reporter you know what i'm saying so yeah now we gotta go through that whole cycle again and i was just like yo that's what last year felt like to them <laughs> you know like just everywhere you go you gotta ask you gotta you gotta people have to ask the question and there was a moment in there that reminded me of the KD thing. I think it was actually last weekend where he's talking to the beat writers and they're asking him about, what were they asking him about? It was something they kept asking him about. And he's like, I'm tired of answering it. Oh, about yeah, next yeah. year. Oh, they kept yeah. saying yeah. like, it was like, same, you know. Because Phil's gone, right? Because Phil's gone. So they're asking. Oh, so 98. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, and he's telling the, the, the reporters, he's in the training room hiding or something. He's like, well, y'all yeah. don't ask me that. It's just when I go on the road. And I'm like, yes, that's what KD's talking about. <laughs> like, we're not asking him every day, but they do get asked every day. It's not uh, like we already heard the answer. Yeah, it's not Marcus Thompson asking every day. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. you got you go out here and like, yeah, it becomes a blur, right? Yeah, it's like, dude, I keep getting asked the same question over and over because nobody's having that. Yes, you already answered this question, so I'm going to come with a new question, or I don't need that answer because. Because if I do that, then I have to write, said, you know, Logan Mur he told Logan Murdoch or whatever, and now it's right. not mine. So I gotta get my own answer. And I and that kind of rubs it. And this is where you way. get a little sympathetic for Katie saying, No one asks me basketball questions. All they ask me is the same free agency question. Now my only blowback to them, and look, this is just me, I'm nobody. Sure. So yeah, don't listen to me. I got my gripes just like everybody else and they're not as significant as anybody else's, but I'm just like, the part that bothers me is like, so then there should be a little extra for those who don't ask you all the time. There should be a little extra for people who want to ask you basketball questions, right? Like, like you know, well, you, make sure you, you should take be able to have a media member. You who, should be able to uh, decipher between the, yes, the beat writer from absolutely. that city who's asking you their one generic quote question. You talk, and, you talk, you talk at all this mess about the media, Fine. It don't have to be me. 
find you a media person who's doing it right and making sure they take care of. Like, don't like if you find you're a modern song, right? Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to play your little mini violin, then okay. But there's people who are doing it right and they're trying to do right. it right and they get lumped in. You know what I'm saying? So like, well, it's it's easier only, when don't don't worry, MT. Kate, Katie listens to the pod. He'll hear this. Don't worry. It's it's, it's when you realize. No, I've told Katie many times. I'm like, hey, we had <laughs> we actually had a tip. I was teaching, I was I teaching know, a class, and the students was like, tell me about the time Katie went off on y'all. I was like, did you watch the video? That was that wasn't going off, but he was like, y'all saying this, and I was like, hey, yeah. What about the time I just? You mean the one who just wrote that? Oh yeah, yeah. My bad, not you. You know what I'm saying? But I used right. to say like all the time, like, hey, hold on, bro. Some of us yeah. out here like trying to do the job in the manner that you. Yeah, who is this you like. guy? Who is this you media? Who is this? Yeah. Just, who is that's this, my yeah. thing. You know, it's like all right, I get the gripe, I get it. But if you're serious about that, then go find a reporter who's doing it right. Because we all just trying to work. Don't tell me I can't make my money doing it this way, and then you ain't out mm-hmm. here trying to be a colleague that's of the person fair. who's doing it the right way. And I'm not saying it's me, but hey, if you needed a Myra Rashad to call when you want to get your story out, you feel me? That dude said, "Hey, Myra, I need to talk about this gambler. Get a camera." Like toughest part. <laughs> I mean, the a- toughest part is yeah. Oh, go ahead, Sam. I was gonna say on a different note, I completely, I I, I was unaware of the Ahmad Rashad interview with what? sunglasses. <laughs> what? Really? That was a legendary interview. That's funny. I, I don't. Yeah, like you I said, th- this stuff like that, huh? <laughs> the second no, the second three peat is deeper in my mind because of my Did age. The first, yeah, that's right. the first yeah. one's like more lore to me. The second one I saw with my eyes. I so, remember that series vividly because remember Barkley had, uh, you know, Bar- Barkley was killing that series, but you know, Barkley came from Thunder Philly. Dan. <laughs> yeah, Barkley came from Philly and just it was became, his first like, year. He was a, yeah, he was a monster, but he like turned it up a notch. And KJ was already, I was already KJ fan when I found out he went to Cal. I was like, oh, we got the local kid, right? Like he's, he went yeah. To so K, we were like KJ fans, and KJ was nice. They ain't even mentioned that dude's name, by the way. He was killing. Yeah, he was on for like a second. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. showed it that. It was, was like, like, oh, Johnson. But uh, I don't yeah. Know, but, yeah. I remember watching that series vividly because I, I think thought he Phoenix stripped Jordan in, in crunch time in game two. Was it game two? Game Where two, yeah. Like the key, yeah, game two. He made the key play to turn it so Phoenix. No, no, win, game three because they won three. the okay. first two. Yeah, they won the first two. Yeah, game. Yeah, I remember thinking Phoenix was going to win that series, and then game one happened. I was like, "Oh my bad, Jordan. My bad, Mike. <laughs> my bad." But yeah, that. Just, I mean, look. that was me with the Utah series, we, by the way. By the way, we here's, missed here's out on that. Say. With here's what I will say: the one confession, the only person, <laughs> the only person I've ever ridden to the game in a car with is actually Joe Lacob. <laughs> well, look at that! Look at that! What a nice. legend! And it was a Bentley, and there was no cigar. You're you're on, you're on a plane with Lacob. You're in a car with Lacob. I think that's funny. I know everybody. When are you gonna I'm get like a front? Hey, but it. when are you gonna get a front office job? When are you gonna be? When are you gonna be running scouting? I, Bruh, I need some of that get this guy out of stuff. I mean, <laughs> I need, I need some. I'm a little dark what for this? front offices, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's give you the interview now. Who the Warriors picking? <laughs> they're That's right. Down, they're trading down for Hall- and getting Halliburton. Or oh Dick God, Bailey. Steve! It or really wouldn't Bay. surprise. It just really wouldn't. Steve surprise. Steve Kerr is texting Lake up to make you the GM immediately. Off yeah, that immediately. Take. <laughs> we can get rid of we can get rid of Mike Dunleavy too. Just get his fucking ass out of here. 
Um, Jesus Christ. I, I can't wait. Hall- Halliburton, I, I don't think I've ever watched a player and faster <laughs> been like, that. Yeah, that's exactly who the Warriors want. It's so easy, just, right? They save money. They save money if they trade down. I think too, they might take him you know? to five. Yeah, yeah I mean, not one. I don't think they do it. If they end up with five, anything past three, the top yeah. three have to be um, Edward in some order: Edwards, Lamelo, and like Wiseman. I guess seen the Wiseman hype, and then <laughs> after Wiseman after that, it's just in, wild yeah. cards. So no Lamelo. So it's between Edwards and Wiseman if it's a, a top pick. So they'll probably go with. I think they trade. I don't think they're yeah. in love with either one of those guys. I mean, trading I mean, trading Joe assumes someone someone's in love with them. They gotta get something. <laughs> oh come on! In the in a quarantine life, somebody gonna be in love with them. Somebody's <laughs> watching the four highlights of Wiseman. Like we gotta get this guy. <laughs> By the way, you're just talking about me and Sam at this point, and why I fall in love with like the random <laughs> Danny FDS of the world. I know. I'm, I know. I'm like. Look, think about it. The Warriors love falling in love with dudes in interviews, right? They love that dude who comes impressive right. and shows he has character. But yeah. think about how many Udo. dudes. Yeah, think about how many dudes who won't <laughs> choke off their status because you know they won't be around. You know what I'm saying? Like you won't get to see Hassan Whiteside looking a little lazy or so and so with a bad attitude because you don't get to work. I, on all that. I'm saying is if you if you mess up a Zoom interview, <laughs> that's on you. Like you're in your Facts. own house, you can. Facts. You've got everyone around. You I don't really... know. My questions will be way harder in a Zoom. That's like that's like an open book test. Like you got to really bring the heat on the questions. Stand up. Are you wearing pants? Or are you wearing shorts? You know what I'm right saying now? like, you know, like first fucking question. <laughs> hey, what do you, What do you got on? Um, who do you think would fail a a, a phone interview? You think it'd be Lamelo? <laughs> I could see Lamelo like having so much audacity that he says whatever in the interview. Yeah, no question. I can see it. You know, no question. I'm just imagining LeVar yelling from the other room and hearing it on Zoom. Or no, LeVar is like right on the other side of the computer, whisper, like trying to tell him coaching, but he's whispered too loud so they can hear him on the Zoom. Like LeMelo yeah, going exactly. right, to be right there. He's going to be looking like this, and you can see him like, what are you looking at, LeMelo? Oh, it's a fly on the wall. You can see his eyes divert while Pops hold up the cue cards. <laughs> oh man um yeah the we didn't even get to the warriors but there's really not much to get to with the warriors um we'll, we'll get out of here real quick um do you think the nba comes back actually mt before you get out of here i um, do i do you do yeah it's just too much money. Just, they got to give it a shot there's too much money at stake and also like look has there been like a outbreak in, in atlanta yet <laughs> some some of these places they, re- they restarted up. Well, they restarted. That's what I'm saying. These places are restarting, and if there's no crazy outbreak, they're going to be like, look, see? Let's just do it in Georgia. Uh, You think it's a coincidence that Disney World is on the table now? South don't give up. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, that's what we're seeing. My my buddy goes to school at Emory. She's not not happy. They don't care. They're going to go to the South. Like, hey, they don't care in the South. But if if they're able to exist somewhat and contain it and then not go crazy, then – that'll be more impetus for them to try to figure it out. So, yeah, I think they're going to try to figure it out. I think they're going to – the question is, like, what does it really matter? But I think the – We have something to watch. In, that's not matters. Yeah. No, I mean, like, as far as, like, the season, like, none of them dudes – whoever wins the title is, like, what's going to be a bigger asterisk, this or the 99 Spurs for the lockout short season? 
like clearly this. Oh, this. I mean, the lockout. Yeah, this. I mean, the lockout. Yeah, not even. Like, I don't know. Games and rhythm. I don't know. Whoever wins, I mean, it's going to be spin like it. an AAU tournament. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? that's like, true. If LeBron wins, we're asking this motherfucker. But if if, Kawhi if LeBron or, wins, or this is going to be the hardest title ever because the yeah, MG, yeah. You know yeah, Marcus. I want to ask you this: Who? Okay, so I think if, if anybody they, wins, that's my pitch. You ain't never played in a empty arena for the title with no fans. on a two month <laughs> layoff, corona, corona infested. Yeah, you know, so I was out here, son. With no Jordan, Jordan never won a Corona tournament. I ain't had no crowd. It was just me and my teammates, us against nobody. <laughs> I mean, it's it's up on it's objectively just a different thing. Like, I so it's I was going to ask you this: yeah. Who do you? Who gets who gains an advantage from this? Let, let's assume they come back in. I don't know. Well, I think mid June. So we're talking about three month layoff at this point. I think teams that are who have a counter out to the three point shot, like a three pointer, is such a rhythm flow right type, okay. type of so shot. You're, you're with me on this. It's it benefits the teams who are more probably about physicality and getting to the yeah rim. absolutely. I mean, think about it like. It's going to be 1,000% self-motivation. And one, like, there's no crowd to get you hyped. There's no transition rhythm three, right? There's no crowd rising to get you going. You know, like. You don't have a month to, you don't have a month to just get your rhythm going either. Yeah, no, like, it's like, it's going to be the dudes who can get to the cup. It's going to be the people who play hard defense. It's going to be the people who have a motor just because they have a motor. Like, this is going to be how Westbrook gets his ring? <laughs> right? I don't know. They might shoot too many threes. Yeah. Get gas. You know, I just have this image in my mind when I cover high school basketball and you get to the state championship game and it's at some arena like Arco and nobody can make a shot because it's so, you know, the that, it's just off. It's so much bigger shoot. than they're used yeah. to. Yeah. They're not used to seeing through the backboard. And all that. I think it's. We might have a little bit of that where it's like, right. like how many dudes are going to miss a three and then wipe their hands? And it's like, man, dude, we, who are you fronting for? There's nobody here. Like, we know you just missed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, will the, will Patrick, the Beverly, Patrick Beverly is going to have a problem. He's yeah. Can you imagine the getting real, the stop, just... like playing defense, getting yeah. turned into the crowd? Like, Oh my bad. Yeah, the athletic. Your the athletic did have a piece about the Japan League, um, where they basically said, "Yeah, after we score bucket or we dunk, like we don't even celebrate because we just we're we're reserving our energy on the other side because there's just no, there's there's just no point. What are we yelling at? So, um, I guess they've started back up. Um, so it'd be interesting. I know China tried. It would hurt the Warriors. It would. I mean, playing shit. I mean, they're well. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna be in it, so we don't have to worry about it. But yeah, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, you're not gonna get that like because cause Steph like and Draymond, yeah, actually, they yeah. both feed off the crowd and like I mean Steph chases the rush, players. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph, Clay, all those guys chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah they Clay all chase. Show, I guess. The, they chase the high classic, classic jogies. But um, all right, I think that's. <laughs> is there anything else we missed covering? I can't. MT, you always got some other topics. Do you have any? Or are we done? We out of here. And I got nothing. I could talk to you about. Oh. Uh, they say three step uh multiplication. Uh, I'm good. You're doing a lot of math homework these days, huh? <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I'm 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 pretty good at math. My wife is like, go to your daddy for math. <laughs> <laughs> go to your daddy for math. But she's got a tutor once a week, so he yeah. he really like is my savior. That's an hour. But is he is he Asian? 
Man, why you gotta bring that up? Of course he, he is. To. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, yeah, look at that. Is. There you go. Oh, I oh, suck at math, so I don't. I don't even get to play the stereotype. I'm terrible. So Sam, knows. really? Yeah, I'm studying for the GRE right now. Just failing the math section just repeatedly. So you know. uh, maybe I should shout him out. Huh? BayAreaTutorsInc.com. Go, go how they're at them. Bay Area Tutors. There you go. Yeah. Warriors fan. That's how I found him. Yeah. Ah. I was like, y'all need a tutor. And he hit me up, checked him out. I was like, oh, you all right. That's awesome. It's No, it's not actually. Like, it's not good oh. watching your kid do better with somebody else than you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, look, it's she's going to learn you, a right, right from you, Marcus. It's not. I mean, she's clearly you. Like, I'm like, how do you not see this? And we're doing this, like, tears, and she's struggling. And then they're in her party, and then she's like, okay, I figured out what you've been trying to tell me for a week. It's kind of like, it's like when you, when you you know, my wife is trying to open the jar, you know what I'm saying? And right, then yeah. She, she hands it to me, and I open it, well, I loosen it for you. Like, that's what I feel like. I'm, I'm loosening her for him, so now she's. Oh, I thought you were going the opposite way with it, where you can't get it, and that's that's just emasculating. I can't get it, but you know, I'm saying that I loosened it for her. Like, you don't think you did that? I've been working on this all week, so I might do one week where I don't work on it and see if you can open the peanut butter, bro. <laughs> oh man! All right, <laughs> end on that. Uh, good luck. Good luck, man. Stay safe. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Marcus. Appreciate it, Marcus. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.